Welcome to Judeo-Christian Calarian's podcast, Is History Repeating Itself? Part 2. In Part 1, we looked at the prophecy of Daniel 11 and Yeshua's prophecy in Matthew 24, and we saw that not only history repeats itself, but prophecy also can repeat itself. In Part 2, we want to look at Daniel 7, 1-8. I had a vision at night. I saw there before me the four winds of the sky breaking out over the great sea, and four huge animals coming up out of the sea, each different from the others. The first was like a lion, but it had eagle's wings. As I watched, its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted off the earth, made to stand on two feet like a man, and a human heart was given to it. Then there was another animal, a second one, like a bear. It raised itself up on one side, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. It was told, Get up, and gorge yourself with flesh. After this I looked, and there was another one, like a leopard with four birds' wings on its sides. The animal also had four heads, and was given power to rule. After this I looked, and in the night visions, and there before me was a fourth animal, Dreadful, horrible, extremely strong, and with great iron teeth. It devoured, crushed, and stamped its feet on what was left. It was different from all the animals that had gone before it, and it had ten horns. While I was thinking about the horns, behold, another horn, a little one, came up among them, and three of the previous horns were plucked out before it, and behold, This horn possessed eyes like human eyes, and a mouth uttering great boasts. This prophecy has always been taught to be Babylon, Media, Persia, and Greece. But the question is, is this prophecy repeating itself today? We know that Babylon is the country of Iraq, and the Medes and Persians take up the area of Iran. We know that King Cyrus II conquered Babylon from Isaiah and Jeremiah. We know that King Artaxerxes II, or Ahasuerus, was Persian and married Esther. Of course, we also know from history about Alexander the Great, who conquered it all. But what about today? Well, we must take a closer look into the empires of the past to see the meanings today, from Iraq to Israel into Egypt. It was all part of the Assyrian Empire. Who were the Assyrians and what is so significant about them today? The Assyrian Empire was part of all three empires listed in Daniel 7. The Assyrians were noted for their military power and for their extreme acts of cruelty. They moved conquered people around to different areas for forced labor and they practiced genocide. The Assyrian army was the strongest in the ancient world. The Assyrian government was mainly an instrument of war. One group we know that was part of this empire were the Hittites, who were in the days of Joshua. The Assyrians maintained control of vital trade routes which kept the Near East in economic unity. The origin of the Assyrians began with Asher. Asher is named for Ashur, the son of Shem, 
one of Noah's three sons. Genesis 10, 1 and 22. Asher was a brother to Arphaxad, an ancestor of Abraham. Genesis 11, 10 to 26. Asher was worshipped as the chief god of Assyria, the god of war, and portrayed as a solar deity with a winged disc. The Hittites also used the winged disc and the swastika. The swastika is a symbol for the sun, power, energy, Thor's hammer, and the god of weather and storms. The swastika was found in front of an ancient temple of Ashur. The Hittites and the Assyrians also used a double-headed eagle to symbolize the sun gods, storm, thunder, and sun. These symbols reappeared in the culture of Germany, Prussia, and Austria, especially the Third Reich. The Hittites, whom Assyria eventually conquered and absorbed, show linguistic and cultural links with the German tribes of Hessians and Prussians. Joseph Beale, a historian, notes that Germany's oldest city, Trier, was founded in 2000 BCE by Trebetta, the son of an Assyrian king named Ninus. Some historians say that the Assyrians were the Prussians of the ancient world. When the Medes, Babylonians, and Scythians conquered Assyria in 612 BCE, its ruling class scattered to the north, east, and west, and some of these people are found today in Iraq, Syria, and Caucasus. Nineveh was the capital of the powerful ancient Assyrian Empire. We see God referring to Nineveh as a lion. Nahum 2, 11-13 says, Where is the den of the lions and the feeding place of the young lions? Where the lion, lioness, and lion's cub went with nothing to disturb them. The lions tore enough for his cubs, killed enough prey for his lionesses, and filled his lairs with prey and his dens with torn flesh. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of armies. I will burn up her chariots in smoke, and a sword will devour your young lions. I will eliminate your prey from the land, and no longer will the voice of your messengers be heard. First Peter 5.8 says this, Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. The empire of Assyria may no longer exist, but it can still be traced, and one of its modern nations is Germany. We have seen the Assyrian mindset in the nation of Germany in the 20th century. So then why does the Bible speak of Assyria in the end times? Because it is speaking of Germany. Germany is the lion. Germany is Gomer. Genesis 10, 2 and 3 tells us, The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer, Askenaz, Ripath, and Togamah. They not only have the swastika, but the Assyrians had the four-winged eagle, Nisrach. 
It says that the eagle's wings were plucked off, and it was lifted off the earth, and was made to stand on two feet like a man, and a human heart was given to him. This could only refer to the World War I German Emperor and King of Prussia, Friedrich Wilhelm II, who was forced to abdicate in 1918, ending the 300-year reign of Prussia. The Assyrian four-winged eagle, Nishrach, was plucked, which led to the democratic state, which brought in Adolf Hitler. He was the lion who went about seeking whom he could devour. Today, Germany is one of, if not, the leading economic power in Europe. After all these years, now they have woken up, and they are increasing their funding pledge to NATO to increase their military. One thing we do know, and that is, Hitler was given Rome's blessing to conquer, and hopefully restore the Roman Empire. But this did not happen. See our series on the sins of our forefathers, and see the blessings of the Pope at the end of this transcript. There is still one to come that will accomplish this task, and the last resurrection of the Roman Empire will fulfill Daniel 2, 31-45. We will look at 40-43. to Then there will be a fourth kingdom as strong as iron. Just as iron smashes and crushes everything, so, like iron that crushes, it will smash and crush all these things. And, in that you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it will be a divided kingdom. But it will have within it some of the toughness of iron, since you saw that iron mixed with common clay. And just as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of pottery, so some of the kingdom will be strong and part of it will be fragile. In that, you saw the iron mixed with common clay. They will combine with one another in their descendants, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not combine with pottery. Next, we will look at the bear.